going to the word yet. We're doing something and I'm doing it because I feel led to do that. Please speak to your body. That's what we're doing. You know, there is a great fear for the C word. Cancer. So, don't wait until the evil day comes to get ready. Prepare yourself and fortify your fortress before the evil day draws near. Uh, And that's what we're talking about, speaking the word. Because God establishes what you say. He said in Numbers, what I heard from you today, that's what I'm going to give to you. And when we come into his presence, he's here with us. And he's listening to everything that you think. And everything that you are thinking. And so we have to condition ourselves. Scriptural. I've said it here before. If you were born a Nigerian. And you start speaking American. As a baby growing up, your parents will ask questions. What's going on here? What is here? This is our native language. You speak what God says. Not what you think. Not what you feel. It's not what they're saying. It's not what they're saying about you. It's what he's saying about you. And what you are in him. That's our native language. When we speak other foreign language, because that's what we're hearing, something is going to mess. So, speak to your body. Tell your body, cancer, you are not allowed here. For until I see Jesus face to face, we don't have the fear of cancer. God has delivered us from that. The Bible is very clear He himself took our infirmities and he bore our diseases. So before you get to the place where the doctor is diagnosing, trying to figure out what's going on, you've already established it. It's not for you. I reject it. It's never going to be part of my life. I'm not going to welcome it. And the Bible says, decree a thing and it shall be established. So you got to decree it today. I'm not saying you have a fear for it, but I know the world is afraid of it, and even believers are afraid of it. But you got to speak to yourself. I don't feel like I have cancer, but I got to tell my body, you can't welcome cancer. He's not welcome here. And in so doing, begin to say the same thing about every other sickness. You don't have to die sick. He takes your breath, and you go home. That's the way it is. The Bible says it takes the breath and you go. But we have been conditioned. If I tell you, oh, he died, the next thing you want to ask is, what killed him? We're conditioned to think that way, right? He died. Really? What killed him? Then I go back. He died. Yes, I know that. But what killed him? Guess what you're looking for? Disease. We have been conditioned by our natural world to believe that way. And we must change that through scriptures. How many agree with me today? And you know, the Bible says, if two 
shall agree concerning on the earth concerning anything that they shall ask. Jesus said, it will be done by my Father in heaven. So today, let your body know. We're starting here. The C word, cancer word. Tell your body, just like David said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. He was talking to his soul, right? Well, you can speak to your body. Tell your body, you don't have the right to welcome cancer. Are we in agreement? Okay. So there's no cancer for us. No cancer. So let's say it. Lord, thank you that Jesus took my infirmities and bore my diseases. Therefore, cancer cannot come into this body from this day forth and forever. Cancer, you are not welcome in this body. This body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And cancer, you cannot live in my body. Every cancer or cell that may be in my body right now, I commend you in Jesus' name, die. Amen. I mean, don't sit down yet, okay? <laughs> this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do that you may observe to do. Meditation and speaking is what gives you the power to observe to do. You can muster all your strength, inner strength. You can't do it without this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you meditate, that's moderate to yourself. That's what David did. I'm sorry I'm keeping you standing for a long time. But that's what David did, muttering it to himself. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We write it in scripture and we quote it and we say, how nice. But that's what David was doing for his, for his life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't pay attention to the finances. That's my servant. When I need it, it's there for me. Amen. As long as Jesus is alive, it will always be there for me. The Lord didn't say, he is your shepherd and you will not want if you are a doctor. Now, the only condition, he is my shepherd. My people perish for lack of knowledge. We just don't know. And when we know, we are not doing it. We hear words, but we don't act on it. Michael, thank God you're here tonight. You acted on the word. What happened, brother? I mean, when you talked about your job. Mm -hmm. Come here, brother. Sit down. Sit down. We're going to do. I know we like to do church the way we like it, but we can change it. Okay? It's testimony time. Tell us what you did, brother. I was going to be on stage. Uh, well, you didn't know, but this is church. Okay? After, after, uh, <laughs> after the sermon, and he was talking about we never speak the things out that we're supposed to. Well, I, I do at church, but I hadn't been doing it about my job like I should have. And so the next morning on the way to work, I hadn't heard from a couple companies in about three weeks. And I said, so I just started praying it out loud. I said, Lord, I need to hear from them today. 
I want to I want to get some things started. I've been praying about this, and uh, when I got to the office, I got a call from the first one, and he said, "Let's meet today." I said, "Okay." Turned up my my computer, and there's an email from the other guy saying, "Okay, let's talk." <laughs> Say it out loud. Amen. That works. Amen. It does work. I was glad when he said that because it does work. Uh, so now stand up again. <laughs> Stand up, sit down, stand up. Okay, let's make our confession. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. May that be established in every life tonight. In Jesus' name, may that be established. One thing I never like uh, is acting spiritual. You know, acting spiritual. Sometimes for the outsider, after a while it looks weird. And they think to themselves, if that's the way to serve God, I don't want it. (laughs) I can't do that. It's only one thing God requires. Do what the book says. That's being spiritual. Just do what the book says. Don't question it. You will, you, we will never understand the fullness of what is revealed to us. But if we start doing what he says, then you gain greater understanding. Because until you do it, you have no understanding. You can never understand it. You just have to do it. And that's the way God deals with us. The message I've been speaking on is faith-filled words and how important it is. And we talked about people like uh, Jacob, Isaac. They know in that time, they spoke the future of their children upon their lives even before they realized it. They knew exactly what was going to happen by speaking to their children. Reuben, you're not going to have an inheritance because you did this. It was almost natural. It was the reason he, he said that. You did this to my wife, and so for that reason, you're not going to... And guess what? He didn't. He didn't. Because of what he spoke. And then we talked about Jacob when... Uh, when I mean, uh, uh, Isaac. When after he prayed for, for Jacob thinking it was Esau, and you heard the voice of Esau coming, and the man shook. He's scared. He said, I've already spoken the words on your brother. I can't change it. Just words. Today we'll say, well, I said, God, forgive me. I made a mistake. Come over. Let me pray for you. He walked the way they saw it. He trembled. Because he says, I, I can't change it. Who is this? He says, Amiso, who was the other fellow that came? I've already blessed him. He didn't want to bless Jacob. But just because the words have been spoken upon Jacob, that was it. That's how important your words are. 
don't say it if you don't want it. You know, what it's married couples, they fight. Yes, you can have differences. But never speak. If I had known words, I wouldn't have. Or we might as well separate or we're going to get a divorce. You just opened the door for Satan. And believe me, it will naturally creep in and do all kinds of crazy natural things because he lives in the natural, right? Everything you see is natural. You can explain it. Because if you can't explain it, you immediately understand that's the devil. But he does it in such natural way, you won't even recognize it at work. Because you've been speaking it. You spoke it into existence. That's why Jesus said, every idle word that a man shall speak, he's going to give account of it on the day of judgment. Your words have caused trouble. The words are so important. Now, I've, all said that, I've said this here, the whole universe is being controlled through words. It's a word-based system. It started from the word. Right? That's the source of everything that you can see and can't see. He started from the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. All things were made. All things. Both seen and unseen. The root of all things from the Word. So what the system that's governing the world. And in Hebrews chapter 1. It says having held all things by the Word of His power. So the world is still holding things together. Today, your life is being held together by the word. So it's a word-based system. That's the way you created. And if you go against those words, you're going to cause yourself a lot of difficulties. That's why the proverb says, if a man cannot control his mouth, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Your words. I discovered something. You hear things from people and then, you know, it's like a light bulb. I couldn't understand why Jesus said to the centurion, I've never found faith like this in Israel. You know that? He said, I've never found faith like this. Not even in Israel. And I'm thinking, what? You've never found faith like that? In Israel, now he's not talking about Israel present. He's talking about Israel way back there. That's from Moses all the way till the time. And when I thought about it, I said, yeah, maybe that's not what he's saying. But he meant what he said. I've never found faith like this in Israel. No, not in Israel. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what about Mary's faith? Right? Okay, what about all these people that were healed? Healed by him. What about John the Baptist? You've not found faith like this in Israel? You know, he, if you want to put it in his time, he lived when John the Baptist was there. And Jesus is saying, I've never seen faith like this. Not in Israel. Why? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the reason for that, he understood the principles Two things, authority and words. He knew, he, he got it, he had it down. It, it, that's what governs faith. Faith. Word. 
Faith comes by hearing, and hearing again words. God sent His word, and His word healed them. Everything is done through words. And we were created in His image. Life and death, God will tell us, they're in the power of the tongue. And so Christians say things and just destroy their lives with words that they speak. And sometimes they don't want to speak, but they're thinking all kinds of negative thoughts that's contradictory to the scriptures. And every time they open their mouth, even if you don't talk much, but if you open your mouth and every time you open your mouth, it contradicts God's word, you've done a lot of talking. You've done a lot of talking. And if he contradicts God's word, he heard it. And guess who also heard it? The devil heard it. And now, based on your word, like Proverbs 6 says, you are taken by the words of your mouth. You have become ensnared by the words of your mouth. In other words, you gave yourself to the enemy by what you spoke. That man understood. Let me read this scripture. Matthew chapter 8, beginning from verse 8. Through 10, it says, And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak the word. That's that's the understanding he got. He knew. I don't know how he got that revelation. Nobody in Israel has said that to Jesus ever. Only this fellow. He said, just Say the word. Others, Jesus said, go. And then they verified it later. Because they believed. But he was telling Jesus, you don't have to come. I understand how this thing works. That's what he was saying. I know how it works. I understand it. How did you know? I don't know. But he said, I'm a man under authority. All you have to do, he said. If you have an emperor, an emperor, all that he has to do, he say, and God has given you authority. As a child of God, you have authority. And so say the word. After you have been sanctified, say the word. I don't have to be scared of the enemy or Satan. God gave me authority over him. Luke 10 verse 19, God, Jesus said, behold, I give you Power, authority, to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And then he added, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing. Nothing means nothing. It's when you're scared because you don't know what God says or refuse to believe what God says, then you say something contradictory and guess what? Fear comes and it grips you and now you've opened the door for the devil and he comes in, now you got a big fight. He said, I know how it works. Only speak the word and my servant will be healed. Notice he didn't say, maybe will be healed. You say the words and my servant will be healed. He he understood it. For I also, notice what he was saying, I also am a man under authority. In other words, I understand, Master, I understand how this thing works. I know how it works. It's through words. I know your authority. So all you have to do is speak. When we talk about wrestling with wrestling with the enemy, you're not locking us. 
and hands with him. No, it's your words. It's your words. And that's how you resist the enemy. If it's contrary, speak against it. You know, sometimes Christians speak and, and really what they're doing is looking for sympathy. I decided I don't want that. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be in the hospital. I don't want your flowers. I don't need your food. I don't want any of that. I just don't. Sickness is evil. It takes everybody into captivity. You know, sometimes, you know, I'm, it's nothing wrong. I enjoy doing it. But if a member is in, in the hospital, guess what? I come in here wanting to do some work. I, okay, now let's go to the medical center. That's not God's perfect will. Nothing wrong with going. That's fine. We're going to pray for them. That's good. But we would rather not be sick. I'll go back to scriptures. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. <laughs> Guess what? You got great soldiers. The Bible is very clear. Uh, Hebrew chapter 1 says God has given, sent all the ministering spirits, right? To minister to you, heirs of salvation. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Notice what happened here. He says, when Jesus heard it, he was what? He marveled. <laughs> this guy shocked God by what he was saying. You know, in King James, he says, he was amazed. He's like, how did you get this? You Gentile, <laughs> how come you get this? He says he marveled and said to those who followed. He turned around, talked to them. Assuredly, he says, "I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. I have not found that, not even in Israel, because the man understood the power of words." Especially words from somebody who has been sanctified, born again, recreated. That's how important it is. Please understand, um, sometimes I do this, and you have to learn to do that yourself. Uh, if you are at work, you are a Christian, people saying things, right, about you. In life, some people like you, some people don't. And you can't do anything about it. And they say things about you, whether you like it or not. But please, don't think that what they are saying is not important and could not affect your life. It does. You have to understand that. Whether you hear it or not. So many times, for me, when you know what Scripture saying. If you understand it, then you do what the scripture says. <laughs> Please give me uh, first uh, Isaiah 54, verse 17, which you all know. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, you sh well, if the tongue is not going to affect you in any way because you are a Christian, why is God telling you to condemn it then? You understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense? 
if it's not going to, what people are saying and turn against your life has no effect on you, why is God says you must condemn it? This is the question women ask. This is revelation that God's given to us. You must condemn it. Either by prayer or some way, you must condemn it. He says, condemn those things. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You know, this capital there, but I tell people, that's Old Testament. God did. But today, we have to do it. Who is going to resist the devil? God or you? It's you. So it's there in the scriptures. You condemn it. So I do it from time to time. I'm pastor. So I know that some people disagree. And they are saying things. And I've heard a lot of strange stuff said. I don't have to go fight them. And argue with them. You're wrong. You don't have to say this about me. That's not who I am. I don't care what this. All I do is. Come back to the sanctuary and say, God, everything that they've spoken contrary to my life, I condemn them. And if God's word is true, those words are condemned. They won't have any effect in my life. I told you about uh, uh, Balak hiring Balaam to curse the children of Israel. Well, the children of Israel didn't know anything like that was going on. But guess what? God did everything to make sure he spoke nothing against the people. If the words don't agree with God, what God wants, we'll say, well, that's not what God wants, so he can say whatever he wants. No, it doesn't work that way. God will not let him say a word. And Bible calls him a sorcerer. God will not let him say a word. So what they say about you is important. Words matter. So take time. Don't call them witches and wizards like we do in Africa. Everything is a witch, you know. Don't do that. They cancel whatever they have to say against your life. David says in in Psalm 3, verse 2 and 3, Many are they who say of me. So he's aware they are saying some things about him. He's going to reverse that. There is no help for him in God. They are saying it. But then David said, think about it. Think about it, right? Sila, think about it. They are saying that. But then he uses, but, right? He's saying what God's going to do for him. They can say what they want to say, but this is what's going to be. But, you, O Lord, he's telling the Lord. So whatever they say doesn't count. It's what I'm saying about my life before my God. But he, he was careful to address the problem, right? But you, O oh Lord, are a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts up my head. So he makes his confession. And cancels everything they are saying. But he did acknowledge before God that they are saying things about him. I have this uh, subtitle. Everything you see in scripture, it comes, it's mouth first, and then it comes the heart. Always like that. Mouth, and then the heart. And, and if you read in uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, the, the heart is not even mentioned. 
It just says, this book of the law shall not depart from your heart. But you meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do all that is written in it. And it says, for then, then, for then, because then you will have good success. You'll make your way prosperous and have good success. That's the only way you can have good success. Why? When you speak the word. You have to say Christianity is the same religion. Relationship with God is the same. It has to do with words. When you pray, you can pray in your head, but you need to pray with words, right? Everything we do is with words. You cast out devils, it's words. When you praise God, it's with words, right? Everything we do with regards to God is words. You can cry all you want, but God wants you to say what you want, right? Son of David, have mercy on me. God says, what do you want? You got to say it. Until you say it, you haven't released it. You got to say it. It's always the mouth first and then the words. In, in, in uh, Romans chapter 10, the scripture actually talking about salvation. And salvation is a very compound word because it, it has nothing just to do, it has not just to do with being saved from sin, but it also has something to do with your deliverance, your freedom, everything. Salvation is being made completely whole. Spirit, soul, and body. That's what salvation is. And that's what Paul was addressing here. He says, but what does it say? So it's always about what it says. Romans chapter 10 verse 8. What does it say? But what does it say? The word is near you. What does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth. The word is near you. Have you seen the word? You're sitting by somebody in church and you tell them, hey, listen, the word is very near me. They say, he's lost his mind, right? But that's what scripture says. What does it say? So it's always about what it says. What does it say? The word is near you. It's the word is near you. In your mouth first and in your heart. In your mouth first and then in your heart. That is the word. Again, we go back. It's the word of faith. In other words, it's saying this is the way the word of faith works. Your mouth and then your heart. Which we preach, the word of faith. That if you, the first thing, that if you confess with your mouth, goes first. You confess, it didn't say if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's the way I'll say it. Because the way we think, we think it's got to come from the heart first, right? And then the mouth. But God didn't say it that way. Can you see it there? The mouth goes first. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart, right? So the mouth always goes first. And I tell you what, if you keep saying it, before long, your heart is going to agree with it. It's the word of faith. 
When you keep speaking those words of faith, like it says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, you're saying those words over and over again. One day you say it and you stand and say, wow, that's really true. The faith is here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whose word will you believe more? What somebody's telling you or what you're saying? It's what comes out of your mouth you believe if you're sincere. It's what you believe. You believe. You tend to believe what you're saying more if you think you're right, right? You tend to believe it more than when somebody else says it. And it's good when you say it out loud. Let your ears hear it. And then all of a sudden, that faith-filled, faith-filled words explodes in your heart in faith. Because that's true now who you believe. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Then he tells you, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. I like to do play with those words. With your heart you believe unto righteousness. In other words, you're okay because you believe. But with your mouth... You make your confession and you're saved. So, you can believe with your heart and be righteous before God, but the actual deliverance in the natural world, you're not going to realize it till you say it. You understand what he's saying? He says, for he's giving you a spiritual principle, a spiritual law, how it works. You can believe and you are made right before God. You are truly righteous. You will go to heaven. But until you say it with your mouth, Satan will constantly harass you. So what, we do, what do we do? We say what we believe. We say what we believe. Because if you don't say it, it, it will not sink in. It will not work for you. You have to say, please give me Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. Second Corinthians 4, I, I didn't put that scripture down. But Second Corinthians chapter 4, again, we're talking about words. Okay, Second Corinthians 4, verse 13. It says there, And since we have the same spirit of faith, and since we have, guess what? Faith is a spirit. Faith is a spirit. Very powerful spirit. Guess what else? Fear is also a spirit. Very powerful spirit. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Opposite. And since we have, say with me, I have. Since we have the same spirit of faith that was in David, the same spirit of faith that was in Peter, the same spirit of faith that was in Paul, the same spirit of faith that was in Philip, 
in Stephen. We have that same spirit of faith. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, is already established. I believe, and therefore, what? I spoke. I believe, therefore, I spoke. If you are not 